This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 645 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, Arena Saddles, and TotalSaddleFit.com. This week's episode is dedicated to healthy lifestyle. We chat with friends of the show, Megan McIsaac, and then Reese's new personal trainer, Tony Sandoval, has some thoughts for our listeners. For our trainer tip this week, Beth Haste from The Horse, of course, is bringing us holiday gift ideas. Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Well, hi, Phil. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay, (laughs) Reese. Yeah, you know, I'm just dealing with the snow a bit and and those kinds of things. But um, holiday season is upon us. We're officially into December. So in that way, I'm looking up. It is terrifying. It is terrifying that it's <laughs> December. I'm like, what What happened in November? I just, it, it felt like things just have gone so fast. Well, um, you, you yeah. ate a bunch of turkey and then fell into a coma and then it's December. <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, we are full swing ahead uh, for getting ready to head south. So I'll actually hopefully be uh, for my Florida farm next week. There's a lot of steps that have to happen between now and our show next week, but I am really looking forward to uh, getting all the horses in and settled. Um, it should be really, it, I'm, it, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, right now it's a lot of work and um, I, I have this need to like clean my house before I leave and pack everything up. And uh, it is nice once it gets done, it's, it's fairly done now. So it's really cool, but yeah, keeping the horses worked and it, it's a really big team effort. So I have to shout out to my team cause they've been amazing and uh, we're getting it done. So very, right, it, well, it, it'll, yeah. it'll be good. That's good. Good luck with the move, right? Good luck. Yeah, with- it is a move. I think that's the one thing that, uh, you know, it, it kind of gets lost. It's like when you leave somewhere for four months, it's, it's essentially a move. You can't, you know, you're like, uh, I, 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 every year I'm like, I'm not going to pack as much stuff. And <laughs> every year, I'm getting a little better, so which is good, but all good. All the horses are getting clipped, and um, I'm not going to lie, Phil, we had a s- almost 70-degree day here in Kentucky, so it was beautiful, so the weather has been cooperating this week, so it's been nice. All right. Well, we have uh, a healthy lifestyle show, yes! you know, trying to inspire people, you know, coming into the unhealthiest time of the year. <laughs> Exactly. The unhealthiest holiday season. Yeah. I'm excited about the show. I'm excited to share my journey with uh, Tony, my my new coach. He's been already amazing. And I've only been working with him for about a month and a half or so. I started before about six weeks before I was like, I'm leaving for Florida in six weeks. I really need to get together with Tony. You know, I, I, now I'm like, why didn't I call him this summer? But got to start somewhere. So I'm looking forward to that and it'll be good. So I I think we're also going to enjoy hearing Megan McIsaac, uh, her journey. So, uh, we hope to really inspire you with this show. So we're going to have a quick commercial break and we're going to come back with friend of our show, Megan McIsaac. He was her first love, the one that started it all. He taught her how to master the posting trot and navigate her first hunter course. 
They spent hours together exploring the trails and hanging out in the barn. His name was doodled on every page in her school notebook. His coat gleamed in the sun as he met her at the gate each day, snuffling for a treat. From the first time she saw him poking his head out of the stall to the last time she patted him goodbye, he was, and always will be, her everything. This love story is brought to you by Nalox Advanced, providing complete support for a healthy digestive tract, which reduces the risk of colic and digestive upset. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. We are so Hi, Megan. Well, tonight we are so excited to have Megan McIsaac, USDF certified instructor and friend of Philip and I. We have missed her. We haven't seen her in a long time or had you on the show in a while. So welcome back. It's our yearly check. Yeah. Thank you for checking on me. You need to check on your work trainer friends. <laughs> you do. Plus, just check in with your friends and see how they're doing. And But life has been so exciting for you. Can you give us an update? How is Megan doing? Um, I'm crazy. Um, otherwise, I'm doing really, really good. Um, I am engaged and oh, building so exciting. a house. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Packing. I have 25 days until I leave for California, and I have two tail horses and trying to be healthy and eat healthy over the holidays. I haven't even gone Christmas shopping, which is not like me. And um, yeah, so I'm crazy. <laughs> I know. I love it. I think there's something about it. And I think that's too, um, because I'm in the thick of it too now, now as well. You know, it's, it is a lot when you end up traveling to a warmer climate for training because it, you're not going to California for fun. I mean, it, you know, we don't go to Florida for fun. There, there are some fun things, but you, yep. we're really going to work and, and, and um, work. It's work and it's really, I mean, you pack up your life and essentially move for a couple months with horses and yourself and your animals and all of, and then have to make sure all your, your animals at home and your staff at home. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a really, it's, it's quite an involved process. And, um, (laughs) so talk to me about, I've been watching you on Facebook and, and watching your new healthy lifestyle. So how are you doing that with all the other things that you're getting ready to do? I have my fiance. I have to be honest. He has been a huge, huge motivator because he he looks great. Let's just talk about ego. <laughs> and he looks great. He's um he's very fit. And um I turned 40 and I was like, whoa. And my mom connected me with a doctor and said, you need to have all these labs taken, which I never have. And all my labs were great. And it was very intense. And the the doctor called me and he was like, what's going on? And everything's healthy. You look great. And I was like, well, I'm still fat. And um, I've, I've always been active. I And I used to run four days a week and I'm still heavy. And he's like, well, let me connect you to my nurse and she can talk about different diets. And so um, we did that. And um, there were three options like paleo. And I'm like, 
No way. I'm a horse trainer. I can't make my meals. <laughs> <laughs> I have, yeah. I'm terrible. I have, I have no time for that. I have to be on a horse <laughs> or, you know, teaching a lesson and like meal prep. I don't, I don't have time for that. So, um, she, um, as we all, you've heard of isogenics, I know, and I have tried isogenics, which is a shake. It's a protein shake. And, um, so she was like, oh, you can uh, be on this 11 day shred is what it's called. And it's, um, with shakes and meat for two days and you eat. And that's the thing I love. I have, I have like slim gyms all over the barn. I make like bacon and eggs and it's super easy. And then of course, when I ride horses in the morning, I have a shake first thing in the morning because I can't eat a big breakfast. I won't be able to ride or even function. So I I do that for two days and then I cleanse for two days and then five days of um, meat and shake days. And then I cleanse. And so I've been doing this for over a year and I've lost 45 pounds. And, and I, I live my, my lifestyle. So it's not like I, that's all I eat. I do that once a month and then I eat like a normal person the rest of the month because I am a foodie. I eat (laughs) a lot (laughs) and I've learned, I've, I've learned a lot about food actually. Um, on this, it's called an elimination diet because I thought I ate really healthy and, um, but then I find, you know, different triggers like those sun chips that you we eat. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got so sick on them. And so um, it, it's just been a fascinating journey, too, because, like, as a horse trainer, you're very emotional. At least I am. I'm very emotional, right? I like to celebrate. I love to have wine. And, you know, when we, you know, have a great ride, I eat. When I'm down in the dumps. I, you know, I lose a horse or I didn't have a good ride. I eat, right? And so this this elimination diet has really helped me kind of separate my emotional eating habits with food. And so, yeah, it, it's kind of like taking control of my life and it's been awesome. And so I like, I like sharing it with everybody. As you know, I post everything on Facebook on like what the shake looks like. And like on my maintenance plan, I put like fruits and all sorts of good things in it. So um, I just, it's been a really amazing journey. And then I also am very fortunate. My fiance is a personal trainer. So I started working out. So, I mean, that's great. I mean, you know, congratulations on investigating, taking charge, figuring out what works for you. I mean, I don't think all of us could go out there and and uh, get engaged to a personal trainer, but that might be a great tip to try. <laughs> yeah, it's a good tip, ladies. Yeah, well, it's a good idea. And he's, you know, yeah, I do recommend that, but I don't because, like, he <laughs> it, he loved me uh, for where I was at when we met, you know, um, and he still loves me today. And it wouldn't matter if I was two hundred pounds or if I was. 110 which would be too skinny um and anywhere in between and he actually i didn't start working out with him until like he was like hey i think this exercise would help he actually watched a clinic a body awareness clinic and he was like i think i can help you with that and i was like well that's cool and i really noticed the difference in my riding and of course it's been hard because we saw each other once a month because he lives in california and i I lived in Wisconsin and then now we actually live together. So 
Um, now I can train with him on a regular basis, but it, and I hate working out. And, um, so I started working out with him and I was like, yeah, this is great. Thanks. <laughs> and then I stopped. Uh, I stopped for a month because he wanted to help me get ready for regionals. And then after I stopped, it was really eye opening because I, I noticed a total difference in my riding. And so then I was like, okay, hey, babe, do you think I can work out with you again? And he was like, sure, whatever you want. And with the combination of what I eat, I feel better. Like I'm not cloudy in my mind. I don't, I don't feel bloated or fat. And then I actually have more energy and want to work out. And so um, I kept up with the work, the workout. And so now, now I actually feel good. Not every day, obviously I'm not normal, <laughs> but um, he, he's been really supportive in that. And really why I say it's like, he's been more my motivation um, just because I want to look good. I want to be healthy. I want to be attractive to my partner. He hasn't, he hasn't pushed me in any way. So, um, but now we're, I think I work out with him five days a week and it's, it's a different system too. It's with weights, um, and resistance bands. And he has a system called bell bands, which actually is a resistance band you can hold with dumbbells. So you don't have to hold um, heavy weights. They can be, um, very lightweight and it is less, and actually you should really talk to him. I'm not that smart about it, but, um, less torque, um, and pressure on our joints. So, um, it's been a great, great workout. You know, we as professional riders and, and, and all riders, whether you ride once a week or whatever, have to, you know, treat horse riding. There's a lot of other things in it, but I mean, you have to be an athlete. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. or, or you have to be strong and you have, you know, you have to have some, some cardio and, and, and all those things, because, you know, if you, if you take it seriously and you, and you want to compete, you, you've, you've got to look at your overall health. You've got to bring everything to your lesson whenever you have one or, or to your riding whenever you have one. And if, if you're incorporating more healthy lifestyle things in, into your habits, you're going to be better. You're going to be better for your horse. Mm -hmm. You're going to be more capable. You're going to, you know, so mm -hmm. I think it's, it's all like you and Reese and I, you know, we're, we're professional riders. And so we're thinking about mm -hmm. this all the time, but you know, everybody needs to do it because it's a sport mm -hmm. and, and yeah. it's mm -hmm. going to, it's going to, it's going to be benefit you mentally and it's going to benefit you physically. So, you know, whatever you can do, whatever you want to bring to the table in 2022 to become healthier is great right and and you know we need we all need a buddy to help us get the motivation and, and all of that stuff if for doing workouts and and whatever but uh you know make a change today just even small oh, things I for think. sure yeah. yeah for sure and with um with the ER shred um they actually have a facebook group and in the facebook group i love it even though i've never met any of these people and there's 20 I think there's 23,000 people that are in this Facebook group. You can just, you can lurk, you can participate, you can make comments. Um, and the group takes you as you are. And you can, if you're struggling that day, you can make a post and say, oh my God, I'm struggling. There's no way I can get to this cleanse. And they offer suggestions on like taking bone broth or, you know, drinking more or a little wafer. And, you know, and then when you, 
what's been really fun is to take pictures <laughs> and, and, and I'm not one that likes to take pictures of myself, confidence and ego. And, um, I don't like looking at pictures of myself. And so it's been fun to do like before and after, and they're all just really supportive people. And I totally agree. You know, you have to have a support team and, in the past in my life, I've been married and I didn't always have um, a supportive partner in terms of food. Cause I'd be like, Hey, I'm going on a diet. And he's like, Hey, do you want a cookie? And you're like, yeah, of <laughs> 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 course I want a cookie. Are you out of your mind? And, um, now, um, I'll, I'll tell AZ is like, okay, well it's fun. And he's like, okay. Um, you know, I won't eat in front of you. You know, he's, he's very supportive that way. Um, and that's been a huge, huge thing as well as the people around me, you know, and my students included, you know, they always used to bring me muffins and cookies and they ask me now like, Hey, can you have one or should we wait a few days and bring you something? So I think it's really important to also tell the people around you like, Hey, I'm doing this. Can you support me in my, my efforts to be healthy? And it's, especially with this pandemic, I think it's so easy, you know, we're so separated and it's so easy to eat and it's so easy to go down that path of mentally and physically being unhealthy. And so I started this, I actually needed a root canal and it was a year ago. So I've been able to stay really positive during these times and I really contributed to my overall health. Um, and what I'm eating and as well as, um, working out. Well, Megan, you look amazing. You look great. You've always been so positive and fun and, but I know what you're saying. And I <laughs> think I, going into the holidays, I think that's good to say is like, thank you so much, but please don't bring, bring those, that plate of cookies here. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> I love your, I love your cookies or if you're going to bring them, maybe just one or two, not the entire tray. You know, I think that that's really important, you know, because um, I think that is the hard thing about the holidays and, and you always have things to do and places to go. And, um, you know, then you kind of start out the year kind of setting goals for, for next year and riding and you're, you're carrying along the Christmas cookie weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done it. It's really hard not to. And, and, um, you know, I think it's a great way to do it and, uh, very proud of you and, and so excited to see your journey and love that you have a supportive partner. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. So if anybody has questions for you, how can they find you online? They can come to my website, which is lindenhoff.com. They can email me LLC at gmail.com or I'm on Facebook, send me a message. Um, and yeah, ask me any questions. I would love to help anyone. And, and this isn't for everybody. That's the other thing about the shred is like, everybody accepts you for who you are. You know, if you eat the cookie, so what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if it, if it, if it isn't for you, you know, find support. I love sharing it because who I am, I was, um, uh, I was always an athlete, but um, I struggled with weight for a very long time. And I ran and I worked on my diet and I just never could find success. So I always say jokingly, I'm a fat person, you know, who has, has found a way that worked for me. So I love, and I know that journey, you know, as being in the spotlight, being watched and being criticized and judged, I would love to help anyone um, feel more confident about themselves. So yeah, feel free to message me anytime. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Megan.
And happy holidays. You're welcome. Happy holidays. I love hearing your voices. I wish I get to see you in person sometime soon. We will. We will for sure. With classic elegance and unbeatable quality, it's clear why Arena Saddles are the premier choice for every discerning dressage rider. The comfort and style of a beautifully crafted Arena Dressage Saddle will help you and your horse move together in perfect harmony while you're competing or training for the dressage ring. You'll enjoy unmatched close contact that will enable you and your horse to perform in rhythmic unison and catch any judge's eye. When you experience the ultra-soft seats and knee inserts, a perfectly balanced seat, customizable rider support, and extra protective cushioning, you'll see why Arena Saddles are known for their beauty, comfort, and practicality. Priced at just $1,599, the Arena Dressage Saddle is the saddle for you. Visit arenasaddles.com to view the full range of saddles available and find a retailer near you. podcast is North America's most listened to horse show inspired podcast with over 200 episodes hosted by me Piper Clem publisher of the Plat Horse magazine listen in to hear guests which include Olympic equestrians top hunter jumper and equitation riders trainers vets farriers horse show managers and industry insiders discussing topics that matter horsemanship collegiate riding the state of our sport and horse show how to's for riders at every level one episode each month is devoted to the mental side of your ride with nationally recognized mental skills coach and author Tanya Johnson. You will also hear insider stories about how the Plat Horse magazine comes together every month. Well, tonight we are so excited to have my new trainer on because it took me forever to call him and I'm so glad I finally did. We have Tony Sandoval on the line. Tony, welcome. Hey, Reese. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. I know. Well, we've had several sessions together at this point now, and it really, you and I have, I don't even know how many clients we have in in common, but um, I'm not going to lie. It did take me a little bit of time to give you a call, uh, which I think is something we should talk about as we talk about um, (laughs) healthy lifestyle and working with a trainer. Um, I think I'm probably like a lot of people. I had some mixed reviews from from having a personal trainer um, before, but I hadn't met you. And so I wanted to introduce everybody to you and, and, and tell them how you're different and how you've already changed my writing. I'm actually nervous about leaving Kentucky because uh, Tony's not going to be there. But uh, <laughs> So let's start with that. Tony, tell us a little bit about you and how did you get started in personal training and training equestrians specifically? Yeah. So I moved to Kentucky to work with the University of Kentucky football team. I was part of the staff, the strength and conditioning staff, and we did a lot of things, forward thinking as far as the sports science of things, tracking, analytics, anything that we could do to improve the level of athlete that we were getting at Kentucky, because we're not like a juggernaut for football. The great football players don't come to University of Kentucky. We had to build them, right? We had to build them. And I was all about that. I've I've always been a coach that uh, always saw the good in people and and was very you know optimistic and anything I could do to help I've always was there that's why they brought me over here just my coaching style in general and so like any college strength and conditioning coach you, you are only as good as the team is so once we had a losing season I was the bottom man on the totem pole so they decided to let me go 
And I just started, uh, you know, I stayed in Kentucky. I've been moving I'm originally from California and I, I really liked Kentucky and I started personal training. I met a couple of uh, equestrian athletes, both while one keeps herself an adult amateur, but the other one is a pro rider, uh, a saddlebred and then an inventor. I didn't even know what the difference was, to be honest. I just liked training them. They told me what they needed and I took out all my sciencey stuff and started working with them and they really enjoyed my approach, which was not what you would consider the traditional personal trainer. I, I never considered myself a personal trainer. I was always a professional strength and conditioning coach. And so I carried myself about it. I, I did all the things to help people. And then once I started getting really into it, one of the, my athletes, Allie Knowles, she had a horrible rotational fall and pretty much broke everything on the right side. And so I helped her rehab. She did a lot of hard work. We got back on a horse, we as in her, probably about six months after that. And then she was competing like... I think uh, Land Rover was right around the corner and then she competed. And so I, that was my first ever event, by the way, I'd never <laughs> gone to a horse show. So my first thing was Land Rover. So I go, Oh man, these, this is cool. And then I go to an, what an adult amateur one. And I was like, wait, this doesn't look the same. <laughs> this is not no, look the same as no, what I've seen. Not the same. Right? The horses look different. Uh, what's going on here? So, I mean, then I, I asked her like, Hey, is this, is this a need? Like do, do a lot of people train like we do? And she laughed and she said, Oh God, no. And so I said, but this is a dangerous sport. So, um, I pretty much was pitching to her the idea of, should I make this like a thing? Because I feel like I helped you and you pretty much survived that horrible accident because we were strong. You, you were able to recover faster because you were stronger and I feel like I could help a lot more people. And she said, yeah, you know what? It's just not, a, it's not really like a cultural thing for us. It's like maybe some people do it, but not everybody. So then I just went on this mission to re-educate. And even my tagline is to redefine equestrian performance, because I really do believe that I think if I educate people on what fitness is, what equestrian performance is and how we can get there on a path that is built for someone and not going against the grain as to where they're at in life, how they view fitness, then I could make an impact, not just, you know, for the performance part, but wellness, lifestyle, stress management. I mean, I, I work with people at, at all levels, reading blood work, helping people with, you know, met metabolic issues. It just became something so much more than when I first started uh, about five, six years ago. So Tony, uh, maybe, maybe you can tell us a little bit about, you know, um, because I'm sure you've, you, you have quite a wide range of, of equestrian athletes in your programs. What did you have to change about? I, I think when you come from a football background or, you know, uh, a college athlete background, um, you know, that these guys are strong and they're, you know, there's a lot mm -hmm. of testosterone and it's, you know, you're pumping yeah. iron and all of that. So what, what, what had to change within your, your viewpoint or, or how you brought what, what you can bring to, to different people's programs? So I had to change my assumptions. I had to take step backs as to what was coming through the door or what was contacting me. Uh, even, you know, thinking, having workouts that were tailor-made to whoever was coming in, that wasn't even the spot that I had to start with. 
So I started really digging deep into these conversations with people and finding out that their lifestyle habits were off. So even if I had a legit program that someone would do, they don't sleep well. They don't manage stress from family, work, uh, social environments, riding horses, shows, like all of these things were, were affecting their ability to be consistent with any program that I put out, no matter how individual, no matter how beginner, it, it wasn't working until I started talking to people, uh, watching them going and watching them ride. And not that I know as much as a trainer like Reese about riding, but I would stand by their trainer and listen. And I'm a fan of coaching. Uh, that's why I got into this. And that's why I don't consider myself like a personal trainer. I'm a coach. I like to see things and go, where do you want to be? Where are you now? And where do you want to be? And a coach helps someone get there that, in my eyes. So I had to you know, sit down and listen to histories and what have you done before? How much do you eat? Do you know X, Y, Z about nutrition affects how you, you manage stress? How do you, how do you show? What do you think about when you're showing? Do you get nervous? Do you start thinking about X, Y, and Z? What's your meditation process? So I started trying to fix, I'm not going to say fix, but I'm trying to help and support the, the athlete in front of me and help them become the better version of themselves. That way they can now enter a program like a fitness, a strength and conditioning program and have the proper tools to help them be more consistent. And I think that's the biggest misconception that when people see me or they hear me, they think all these bad connotations about like personal trainers and sweating too much and not being able to understand that the work that they're going to be doing affects, you know, their riding. Or if you're a trainer, you got to ride eight horses, but you just got crushed in your morning workout, that would be a problem. And therefore that would scare you away. That's why I don't even call my workouts workouts. That means you're just going in there and just doing things that have no purpose. As far as reaching your goal, we train, we have training sessions. Training means there's planning. There's a thought process. We're measuring your levels of improvement. We're getting you out of pain. It's, it's something that to me is a little bit more different. So even my, it might seem like somatics, but to me, it's changing the mindset as to how you view fitness, how you view a wellness, health and wellness, how you view performance. Everybody just wants to come into the program and ask, how are you going to make me a better writer? And I'm like, whoa, there is a, a method to this. And we got to start with, A, why don't you currently work out? What, what, what is it about that? And then I start breaking down these walls and barriers. And then they start to realize what my program is all about. And that's just improving you as a person, number one. Number two, creating that program that's going to best fit you and then coach you and hold you accountable uh, through that process. Yeah. And I mean, we had talked about it too before when I started, I had had some pretty bad personal you know, trainer experiences and I wanted to get better, but it just what didn't work for me. I, I'm not somebody that's going to go run on a treadmill. I can't because I, can't, I have, you know, that's the other thing is riders have a lot of injuries typically, especially when you get to your forties. So that is one of the things we've had to work on is, you know, I mean, right before nationals, I had hurt my back. So we couldn't train. Tony had to help me fix my back, which, you yeah. know, it's, it's not fixed, but it's like, Tony, I have to ride the national championships this week. I, I I'm struggling. So I think finding somebody too, that can, can work within the parameters that you have, you know, again, I, you know, I, I don't know about football players and that kind of stuff, but when she, 
you get in middle-aged riders, you get bumped around a little bit. And I think that that's important Mm -hmm. to know that, you know, some of this is, is also just being able to stretch and also find the right muscles that you need to Mm -hmm. use. So Tony and I have worked together on, on seat positioning. And since we have a lot of the same clients now, we can use now a similar language and it's really, really helped a lot of us. And, you know, whenever I go, um, I, I just went the other day in the morning and I, I felt like I rode so much better because we had worked on my back, which still wants to be grumpy and, um, yeah. worked on my half halt muscles. And and I was so cool. Cause I went from Tony's and then came back to the barn and I, I really could work on that specific thing that we were working on. So I think that's the difference. And I think that personal training, it, it it can be scary and I don't mm-hmm. want to hurt like that. I'm not going to do it. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't, I don't want to run and then not be able to sit down. So I think that is for sure kind of the healthy lifestyle. And Tony's just chipping away. He had no idea what he was getting into when he started. With me. But, um, <laughs> everybody said, good luck to me. I was like, Oh no, good luck to Tony. But I think you're starting to see that a lot with riders and you're pretty good at working with us and like, you know, come on, let's, let's one step at a time, which I think is important. But I I do think we as riders want to get better and we know we need to stretch and we know we need to get stronger. Mm -hmm. But I do think sort of finding that avenue that works for you and is the right amount of work is important. But Tony, so talk about that, like kind of finding the right program. Cause we talked about that the other day. It's like, you always yeah. hear start with little steps, but if you don't even know what the little steps are, you know, so can you talk a little bit about that for us? Right. So like we, like we had talked about uh, in our initial conversations, it's hard to get in a program that for a lot of people would work if you come into pain. So first step is if you're dealing with pain is to get with someone that not only understands why you're in pain, what's hurting, but can actually figure out and, and has the time to come and see what you're doing that causes the pain. Because it's like, uh, for instance, MRIs. Uh, when you take an MRI and you sit in that tube and you got those loud magnets making all the noise, and you are staying super still because they tell you, the technician tells you, if you move, it messes up the image. Well, then that image comes out and that's just a picture of you lying down. It has nothing to do with you actually moving and what's going on. So sometimes MRIs can be a little deceptive in the sense that, yeah, they get what's going on, but when you're riding, your back moves different. Your hips are moving different. Yeah, you might have a torn labrum, but for some reason, it feels pretty good when you ride. And so for me, it's finding someone that understands the, the actual demands of your sport and can see, okay, this is what's going on. This might be causing the pain. And then here's the program that you're going to do to actually start relieving some of that pain. That way, when you start working out, you're not, I like to use this term a lot, you're not feeding the dysfunction. Because if you're in pain and you go into even the most individualized program, and you start working out, your body will compensate into every exercise that you do because you are in pain. It's going to shut off muscles that, that, that need to be shut off, and it's going to overcompensate the ones that need to work harder because muscle group A is shut off. But yet you're in a great program, but it's not working the same. And then you lose motivation because now you're in pain. 
And so again, to me, it, it all comes down to the foundation. And I talk about that um, next. I, I'm sure we were going to talk about this, but next week I'm presenting at the USCA and, and it's all about that. It's about lifestyle and everybody wants results tomorrow. And it, it can't be like that because if you've been a person that has not been training and not, has not been in a fitness program, you have to take your time to get into it because if the goal is to have consistency, sustainability, it's not a 12 week shred for, for the season type of deal. That's not the right way to do it. That's the way people promote it. And I just think that there's more to it. I think, think that if you're really trying to help yourself and especially someone like myself, I'm really trying to help the community and the sport that there has to be a long-term development. And, and that's how they have it in other countries. In other countries, it's not the pro, like the right fitness program. You are in a developmental program that takes you from year one. And in five years, this is the, what the predicted results are. And in another five years, here's who you should be. It's so planned, but in the States, uh, it not so much. And it's not just equestrian sports. It's been like this for a lot of team sports. And we're barely getting into getting these long-term development models that will help people be fitter. And I know that's probably like an answer that's like way out there from what you really asked me, because I know it's, it's, it would seem super easy, but again, to me, it, it's, it, it takes a little bit more attention to detail to find something that's going to work for you. So Tony, it's, it's uh, interesting hearing you talk because it sounds like you came from a place where you had no awareness of equestrian sports and you've really dedicated yourself to, to learning and getting into it. So I'd just like to ask you, you know, like what's, you talked about the demands of a rider. So what sort mm -hmm. of surprised you in learning about, you know, riders and, and, and fitness as, as required to ride a horse? Because most people would just say, well, you just sit on there and the horse does all the work. So, you know, that, that kind of attitude, you know, so maybe, maybe just talk about how, how you educated and, and, you know, how you're, um, thinking has shifted or what you've learned as, as far as what's the demands on, on an equestrian athlete? Again, my first experience was a five-star, you know, yeah. event. Yeah, where you were in the deep end the there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you start <laughs> watching that and those are, those are, it was almost like, okay, this is the, this is the cake that you're supposed to be able to bake. This is what it looks like. This is what it smells like. This is what the horses look like. And, you know, for my untrained eyes, I didn't know anything about what was going on. I just wanted to support my friend. She's become like, like my sister. Uh, and so we, the relationship, I just wanted to see it and, but get out of her way. I didn't want to make her, you know, I didn't want to be all up in her business when it's a big show, but I just started like really appreciating the, that there was a team. See, I think when I started, I just thought it was a lot of the rider, the rider, the rider. And I mean, think about how to improve the rider. And then when you see those horses, you're like, whoa, hold on, <laughs> hold on here. These guys are athletes. So then I started uh, doing a little bit more research on like, who, who are the top uh, people that do work with riders? What are the publications that they're in? What are the websites that are, that are uh, out there that I could read just blogs about writing positioning because what I was what I was always interested in what was the terminology that they were using as opposed to someone like me that was more in in that biomechanics sports science like how does all of this fit together what 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 is really happening and then try to piece it together and I was struggling for a while 
Then I met Andy Thomas, which Reese also knows. Mm-hmm. And he, he is a sports, well, it's a physio, physiotherapist, and I'm more like the meathead, strength and conditioning coach. Usually, mm-hmm. it's like oil and water. They don't, we don't really mix together, <laughs> right? And, and, that's, and that's just being honest. But uh, what Andy, he was really helpful. He actually, on the, the next event that I went to, the, um, the next Land Rover, he took me under his like wing for the weekend and was showing me all the things that was going on with the riders, gave me some great resources. And he actually had like a, a, a course through his business and I bought it and he messaged me, he said, I developed this. It would be perfect for you. And I bought it and I must've watched those courses like 10 times because I just thought, you know, every single time I'm missing something. Then I started assessing athletes. And then when I started implementing what he had taught me and then threw in my spices, you know, into the, this mix, I started understanding more. And I think what also helped me was I asked one of my clients, Hey, can you, teach me just like the beginnings of what would be a, a riding lesson, you know, and she threw me on a lunge line and I was the next day I was sore in places that I had never been sore again. <laughs> so I, I went to an, I went to an anatomy book and a physiology book and I went, the, the tension that I'm creating, the muscles where I'm sore at, you don't get in a lot of exercises, but it, it, then I started understanding like there's a skill component. There is a physical component. Where is the line where there's skill and then there's the physicality of it? Because when I talk to trainers, they will say, we're all asymmetrical. We're all crooked. But that shouldn't be the excuse on why you are not a good rider. You compensate better. And I went, ah, yes. So it is a lot of skill because you're right. There might be people that don't train and they're still up there at five stars because they ride, you know, on so many horses. They can't, they don't make time to, to work out because their workout is their occupation. So it's just been like a, a journey of getting on a horse on a lunge line, trying to learn what that feels like, having fun doing that, then talking to people, having someone like Andy, who's been in the game for a long time, teach me what he's learned, or at least, you know, give me an insight onto his journey and where I'm still kind of following his, you know, crumbs because you know success leaves trails so i'm following that mm-hmm. but more than anything is meeting people like reese and being in the ring and understanding what they're doing and why and asking probably to reese dumb questions like why is they doing that how many times mm-hmm. have you told have you asked her not to do that why does a horse mm-hmm. look like this you know like uh, being <laughs> asking more questions and then her telling me oh this is why and then i go hold on if i got her on a table maybe i can figure out why you keep why she keeps doing that for the past three years and no drill will help. So then I started making yeah. more connections, yeah. good, right? Good for you. Good for you. I, I want to know when yeah. your five-star debut is, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I first started, I was like, I think in two weeks, I'm ready for Grand Prix. What do you guys think? And then, you know, everybody, yeah. all, the, all the, you know, the <laughs> working students were laughing at me. But I mean, yeah. I really did enjoy it. And it was before COVID. When COVID hit, then I stopped riding. But I was trying to get out there at least once a week just so, you know, if anything, it's the little things. Like, I had fun grooming like the horse like before tacking it up like okay curry brush and i was getting the proper like pony club experience on how to you know brush a horse and check oh and i loved it and i loved it i was like this is what you guys complain about and they were like 
uh, bro, we've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I was like, can I muck a stall? Can, that would be fun. And then they started yes, laughing. Yes, Tony, anytime, anytime. You just, get, sure you know where to come. You know where to come. Well, yeah. we'll get Phil next time. When he can ever come visit us, we'll get Phil down here and, and have you right. work with him. You guys sure. can video me. <laughs> muck yeah. those stalls. <laughs> oh, totally. I think we all would be like, there's Tony knocking a stall. No, I love it. No, but, but it's all serious, Tony. We're, we're excited. Excited to have you. We're going to have you come back a few more times and and talk to us about you know starting some workouts and what are some general things that riders need to work on. So we're really excited to have you. And you're off to the USEA convention next week, so you're really getting getting immersed in in all of all of the riding sport. I so know, I love how it. can our listeners find you online and start to see some of your resources? So I put out a lot of free content on Instagram actually, and that's just at Coach Sando Training. Um, and then I, from there, it just bleeds into Facebook. And if they want to find more information about myself, then they can go to my website, which is coachsandotraining.com. And Sando, how is that spelled? Sorry. S-A-N-D as in dog, O. Perfect. That's perfect. I just went to follow him because I don't follow him on Instagram either. So now, now oh. I do, Tony. You've got a new follower. Oh. Well, <laughs> we're really excited and, and I'm excited to have you now finally part of my team. I'm I'm glad I, I got up the guts to finally give Tony a call. You know, when you start doing something, you're like, oh, I really should have done that a year ago, but uh, you got to start somewhere. So we're excited, Tony, to have you on our team here at the show and uh, to, to get me better too. So um, I see Tony on Monday, so I'm looking forward to it. Tony, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you guys. I hope everyone has a good night. So Phil, as we're working on, you know, getting fit, having the right equipment really helps. I'm telling you, I rode the other day in my very, very thin stirrup leathers. Uh, on a, it's on a different saddle, and it's my school horse's saddle. And I, I couldn't believe the difference of these stability stirrup leathers from Total Saddle Fit and how important they are. So um, I love them. That's sort of part of the whole package is making sure that you have sort of the best tech you can have. You're eating the best food. You're working with a trainer. All of this stuff really does come into play with horses. And um, I think the stability stirrup leathers are amazing and they're really, really helpful. Yeah. If you don't have a pair, I mean, you need to put them on your Santa's list and and, and send that away to the North Pole before too long um, because you're going to really like this. I mean, as a gift or or a gift to yourself. The products from Total Saddle Fit are wonderful. They've got money back guarantees on all of them. So uh, there's no reason not, not, not to get them this holiday season. Exactly. So we hope you enjoy totalsaddlefit.com and uh, let us know. Send us some pictures of you and your new surf leathers. We'd love that as well because we love email and Facebook shout outs. So we have a great Total Saddle Fit tip of the week for you by Beth Haste. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, for this week's Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, in preparation for the holiday gift-giving season, we have Beth Haste of the Horse, of course, on the line tonight to help us with some gift-giving items for your trainer, your barn mates, your barn manager, your favorite radio show hosts. Beth, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thanks for having me. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and Happy Hanukkah. 
I know it's here. I, I, I'm just, I don't know if I'm ready yet, but it's here. So Beth, we were actually chatting offline. We're like, we better get online and talk about this. You have some awesome gifts for the holiday season. So can I'll just let you get going. And it's always such a struggle to find that really fun item, you know? And if you can find something maybe that you don't need a size for, sometimes that can be great. One of the things that I found was a, this comes in a pack. There's, it's number sets, and they have a big pin on the back, and you change your numbers, and they're great for a horse show, and they don't require a size. And you can get those, which are a super gift if somebody is horse showing. Yes, this last season, they made them mandatory for us at horse shows. So they didn't have to like, it was, you know, we're trying to do everything contactless. So, you know, uh, you don't have to to go to the show office at all. You know, all the entries were done online and whatever. And so they just gave, you know, they told you in an email, you know, of your ride times and your number. And they said, it's up to you to be um, putting your number up. So, I mean, I I really like that. You know, that that was a good A good yeah, COVID. That was update, good. Anyways. That's yeah. a good yeah. That's a good update. Even if they um if they do, they ask you to do that, but even if you didn't do that, you don't want to ever take a chance of of being out there with your horse grazing around and not have a number on. Mm-hmm. So by taking the number you get from the show and just putting it on the halter for the whole show and then yeah. setting your numbers up for, to put on your saddle pad or put on the bridle is a great way of never being out of your stall without a number on. And I think it's kind of classier on the saddle pad. Yeah, it's nice. So uh, I think it's lovely, know. and I don't think it bothers the horse, uh, where if you put it on the bridle, sometimes some horses tolerate it, some horses don't like it so well. I think the saddle pad is the way to go. And there's a couple of ways you can do it. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You can get you know number sets for starting at $10, and you put some Velcro on your saddle pad and some sticky Velcro on the back of the number set and voila, just slap it on. I love it. Or you buy the number set for your trainer. That's such a good idea. I love it. And the new number sets with the big pin on them are so convenient. And they come in a set of two. Yes. Nice. And they're not easy to come by for some reason. There's only like two companies. I think they should be making a lot more of them. Because we go through them like crazy, but they're just so nice and convenient. Oh, I love it. I love Great it. Gift. And how about how about some saddle pads? Do you, you have some new ones this year, right? Yeah, I just got in some beautiful Lemieux saddle pads. And they have um, a carbon mesh on the top for breathability for the horses, which is a really nice pad. And it's easy to wash. It, it, it just And it comes in really pretty colors. And uh, that's a that's a really nice saddle pad, especially for every day. It takes a beating, and uh, and it's got so much because the whole channel is this carbon mesh, and it's really really a great saddle pad. Oh, cool! You're gonna yeah, have to keep really an eye cool. out for that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, like, everybody really needs cool. more saddle pads and more polos. It's so that's true. That's right. You can <laughs> never so, have enough. No, it's very true. And how about you? We're talking about some beautiful new totes you got. There's an artist out there, uh, Laurel Birch, and she does some spectacular big tote bags. You know, when you're going and you got to throw polos in and you got to throw all your stuff in. 
And these are big and they're bold with bold horse designs. And, and they even have like um, gold and silver on them. They're just really a fun. And you don't need, and this is another thing where you don't need a size. And who doesn't need a new tote? I mean, you just drag so much stuff around at the horse show. It's fantastic. I love it. And I love a designated bag. Like that is really, yes. we have, we have a backpack. It's a, de- that's all it does is it goes to the horse shows and it gets full and it's awesome. I love it. I love yes. it. And then gloves. I think gloves are the best gift you can give your trainer or a friend. Cause I don't know about anybody else, but I go through gloves. I don't know. They like get eaten it during the night. I don't know. <laughs> like, I think it's a great, it's a great I, gift. I think that you're right. And I saw two interesting gloves this year. One was really outrageous and I just had to buy it. It was a white glove and it was really cool and it wasn't hot and it had, this was so smart. The inside of the glove was black and the outside of the glove was white. So all the dirt and where all the dirt gets embedded is in the inside where the color was black. And then when you closed your hand on the rain, it was white. And oh. I said, somebody must be horse showing to figure this out. It was fantastic. And they That's were only cool. like $23. Oh, save me some. And they were great. I'm like, yes, that's what I want for myself. <laughs> that's what right. Because how many people by the end of the weekend, the dirt has been ground into the gloves. But this was, this was just really cool. That's cool. That so that was cool. one new thing I saw. And another new thing is there was um, from Germany, uh, RSL gloves. They just came out with a new glove, and it's the most comfortable thing. And it's all leather on the inside. And then it's got all mesh on the outside. And you put your hand in it, and it's super comfy. And um, I think they're in, they came in in black, but they're also coming in going forward in dark brown and gray, which um, really a nice, nice glove. That's well, I think if, you, if you're from up north, you're, you're thinking about winter weather gear. So, you know, all of the, the, oh. the hats and well, mitts we, and, and, and toques, you know, as we say toques, up here in Canada. Yeah, Just, yeah I was going to say, I didn't know what a toque was before Philip. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Another Everybody, it's a, it's a hat. Oh, I never. Yeah, I Philip was like, you, you have to get your two. Yeah, I've heard yeah. beanies. Yeah. Or, I was like, you know, is like what? It a Canadian thing? Yes. Yeah, it's it's a French word. Yeah. Took. Oh. And I was like, what did wow. you just say? I thought he was kidding. I thought he was, I don't know what it, I was like, what? He's like, you're a toque. You have to get your hat. I was like, what did you call it? So yeah. So now I always call him a toque because I feel very oh, fancy. Oh God, that is yeah. adorable. Keep, keep you warm in, in the winter. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Need all that oh, gear. I'll tell you on the warm thing, it was pretty chilly at the finals. In uh, pretty. It was yeah, more than yeah. pretty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I sold for the first time ever was winter white gloves. Yeah. You needed and them. They were from UVEX and they were yes. fantastic. Yes. And they were so a great cold. glove. Yes. On that hill. They, oh, Beth. They I would come in many colors. Really? But those white hoops. Who I'm would have thought shopping. of having white winter gloves? It was fantastic. Well, anyone from up north. Or the Germans. Uh, there you yeah, go. Or the people showing in go. the winter. Yeah. Dreamy. Absolutely. Great idea. Oh, I love it. Or yeah. anyone that comes to Kentucky in November. By the way, it was <laughs> 70 degrees here 
today. Just saying. <laughs> it was not Is 70 degrees. Is that the craziest the thing? Yeah. It's so crazy. so crazy that so you could crazy. get such a fluctuation in temperature. It was crazy. So crazy. So, so and then I kind of, I, I love it. And we talked about it is a gift card. I think gift cards are also very, I mean, then your trainer or your friend, you know, they can get what they want. Or, or if people go together um, in the barn to get a gift card to a shop like Bess, you can, you, you can help your trainer get some boots or, you know, I think that's also a good idea. Don't you think? I think it also helps somebody maybe afford that new pair of boots, that new jacket that they've been wanting. You know, they can put that toward it and it can really be helpful. So I think that that has always a wonderful thing. And I think people really do appreciate it. I do too. I do too. Well, I love it. uh, Yeah. Support your local tax stores and, and, and that great stuff because I, you know, I think they've, it's been hard for people and, you know, during the pandemic and for stores and, and with all of the supply chain issues, I don't know what, you know, all, all the things that you've been dealing with Beth, but I know our local tax store is uh, just having a lot of headaches anyway. So be understanding when you're putting it. It's a challenge, but I'll tell you that I've had to order way more, way earlier just to keep stuff flowing in because it's really been a challenge. Wow. Yeah. Really been a challenge. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Well, Beth, we can't, as always, thank you for your time. And we wish you all a very, very happy holidays. And how can people find you online, email, all the things so they can connect with you? Beth at thehorseofcourse.com. Thehorseofcourse.com. And we've opened a new store in Wellington. Whether you're down for the winter or you're coming for a girls' weekend to have a good time, we're there. I love it. Yes, people need to be coming down. It's going to be a fun season. Well, Beth, as always, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Well, everybody, just a reminder, we have a book club of the month going. We have Robert Dover's The Gates to Brilliance. I have not been able to start this book, but I can't wait to get to Florida and get it started and enjoy it. So get your book and we'll get started from there. As always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best place to find me is probably on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. That's Kentucky Performance Products, Arena Saddles, and Total Saddle Fit. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we look forward to talking with you next week. (laughs) 